Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I am joined by my brother from another mother, Corey BMTG. What is up, bro? You know, Bradley, I am doing quite good for a person who just came back from paradise and is now doing a podcast instead. But other than that, oh, doing Oof. great. <laughs> well, good. That's that's great. Uh, I, I like to know where your loyalty stands. Um, yes. Hey, I'm here, right? I, I, I booked my flight back just in time to make it to record this, you know, masterpiece of a podcast. So. Perfect. That's good. And, yes. uh, and if you're here listening to us right now on social media, you can follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. That way you can get uh, more up to date when we go, when we have additional episodes, as well as uh, any links that we talk about in the episode, you'll be able to find there. Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad that you're back in town. I'm glad uh, yeah. that, that your trip went well. Um, I mean, we're going to get into that real quick, but we should uh, we should let everyone know what we're going to be talking about today. We've kind of yeah. got a hat. We've kind of got just a, uh, a, a mailbag worth of content uh, just a bunch of random things that have been happening, decks, stories, tournaments to promote. Um, yeah, we're tidying up the room, basically. We're just we're just tying a bunch of loose ends here. We're not well, answering mailbag questions, but... <laughs> I don't know what loose ends we have. Well, we have one loose end we have to talk about. We'll get to it real quick. Uh, the special um, guest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, since since everyone, you know, everyone's been talking about that stupid Demir combo deck in a story, we oh, want to yeah. bring in someone who loves a good taint did back joke um hey. <laughs> and, and, and uh yeah that's that's brian brown Dune, who needs no introduction but still gets them every week hello hi i'm hi yeah <laughs> uh, i guess that taint the introduction i thought i was getting but you know it is an honor and a privilege to be uh asked to be on the brothers who bash podcast a special guest um you know i've listened to a lot of your episodes and um, I just want to say that I think that this is like one of the top 35, 40 magic podcasts out there and being <laughs> able to be a part of something that uh, historic, for lack of a better word, uh, means a lot to me. Yeah. Top 50. You know, it's actually great, though. We are we are like the 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 17th most popular podcast mm. um, magic podcast. Um, and about eight of those no longer exist. Hmm. <laughs> but um, but their stats are still they're, higher. They're, yeah, yeah they're, they're not producing uh, content anymore, but they're still on all of the you know Podbeans and iTunes and Spotify's. Yeah, um, I have one question about that. How what what rank were we in the month of November two thousand and twenty? <laughs> we know what you were. were we you were second? definitely the highest ranking one. Uh, the highest, second highest. No, no, Cross so highest. was highest. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Crokey's as high. So that, that is actually a fun story. I don't think it was Crokey's. I think it was somebody else. Like oh, it was, okay. you're talking the fastest growing right. stream, yeah. right, Brian? Yes. Yeah. He was just he was trying to toot his own horn, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I know. He likes to toot with his yeah. tainted back jokes. Yes, yes, yeah. They they were pretty shitty, so I will say that is kind of a toot. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, but yeah. So so your your trip, Corey. You uh you just got back from where? Yeah, I just got back from Cancun. Uh, you know, I got fully vaccinated, waited two weeks, and then I just got to celebrate by uh, seeing two of my best friends getting married down there at the place where they, um, you know, uh, 
they exchanged like promise rings and stuff at that um, all-inclusive resort. Fucking promise rings? How yeah. old were they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hey, a promise ring is just like forever, essentially an engagement ring. Isn't you it know, a, it's is just it, well, isn't it a teenager's version of an engagement ring? Yeah, kind of. But then it was like two years after that. Then they did the engagement ring, you know, and then got married at the same spot. But it was single-handedly the craziest wedding. I have ever been to in my entire life. It was not only along the ocean, um, which was really cool and beautiful. They got married by a shaman who had like, you know, was like waving smoke in front of all the people as they walked in, you know, blessing the rings and stuff. Pretty crazy. And then they had like at the reception afterwards, they had like fire throwers. All of a sudden we'd just be dancing and then just a drum line and then fire throwers start coming in behind us. And we're like, okay, I guess we're walking over here now. And they go and they're just like doing fire hula hoops. Then like a blue man group drummer squad comes in and they have like water and lights on these drums and they're slapping them. And like, you know, the water shoots up kind of like the blue man group. And then all that of a sudden wild. we turn around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we turn around and just the dance floor that we were at, which was still outside, but it was like a light up dance floor with like graphics being played on the dance floor. And all of a sudden the music stops and there's just one beam of light on this, this guy. And he just pulls a saxophone from behind him, starts just jamming. And then we all go back to the dance floor, like dance around while he's just playing saxophone over the songs and it was just unreal. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sounds oh, that's pretty awesome, awesome yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah. kind of reminds me of like the craziest wedding I went to. Um, yeah, sorry, in North Dakota? Sorry, <laughs> sorry to one-up you. No, it was in California. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I went to it. It was a beautiful wedding. And then I got really drunk and accidentally stumbled into this cave. And okay. I got caught into this time loop. Mm. And where I was just stuck in this day over and over and over again. And, and, and I don't even know how many potentially centuries that I spent reliving this wedding over and over again. I became quite a cynic. Um, Isn't this just a plot of a new movie that just came out? Oh shit. It is. <laughs> Reminds me of the craziest wedding that I ever went to. It was, um, it was in a church and it hmm. was, uh, you know, a pastor who is presiding over it. Um, everyone was super dressed up. You know, they had the ceremony and afterwards, they went to like, a, you know, a, a local town hall where there was, yeah. <laughs> they went to Chili's. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> you know, some small amount of drinks, light dancing. And then that, mm. that was the whole thing. I mean, it was out of this fucking over world. By <laughs> over by 930. That is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, out of this world. Well, actually, one thing, what this, this is real. One, one thing, um, that that blew me away in my adult life once I moved out of North Dakota is that non-North Dakota weddings don't have drunk buses. The the actual whole wedding ceremony and reception is almost yeah. backwards to what I grew up with. So 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 hear me out. This this is how a North Dakota wedding kind of plays out for anyone that doesn't know, which is everyone. And he's um, not lying because I have seen this every time I've been to it. Yeah, been yeah. To a variety of North Dakota weddings, and I've never seen a drunk bus. So I'm I'm curious. It's definitely not oh, well, every yeah, North like Dakota you, wedding. You, you grew up, but to be fair, to be fair, you and your family are 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 prudes. 
I mean, we just heard your your wedding experience, Brian, and that was super lame. So I mean, you got to start coming to our weddings here, man. That was a that was a joke, Corey. A joke. Sure, sure. So 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 hear me out though. This is this is how every North Dakota wedding I experienced was to where I thought it was it was so normalized to me. I thought Mm -hmm. it was just how weddings are, and they're awesome, right? So you do the the reception or you do the wedding ceremony in a church, and then um everyone in the party will line up with the bride and groom at the end of the line. And then, um, so they'll leave first, but then they hang out in the, you know, the area where the doors are at. Yeah. And uh, everyone at the wedding will go single file line through and just get to walk and greet them there. And it's the most boring part as a kid, you know, or I've been through a lot of those lines. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. And then, and then after that's over though, the, I mean, this is for the younger, like the remarriages don't do this, but like for the first weddings, you know, the 20 year olds, 20 to 30 year olds that are getting married for the first time, they'll get on a bus full of liquor and booze and And like a stripper uh, pole and stuff. And yeah, well, those, 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 well, it's not a stripper pole, Corey, that, that pole is so you can hold on while you're standing in a bus. (laughs) Really? I thought that was for, no, no, that's not a stripper pole. That's just, that's a pole that all buses have. Why do I keep stripping? Why do I keep stripping on them, Brad? Yeah, it's only a stripper pole, the the ones that you're on, specifically you, Corey, like that's. Man, I, here I was thinking I was obligated to always do a dance and take off my shirt every time I went to a wedding party. Now I'm just embarrassed yeah that's that's insane um that's so good but so so you'll drive around the wedding party will drive around and stop at like i don't know like five six seven bars yeah and so if you're i've been at you know i've just been at these bars where a wedding party will come in and they'll 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 storm the bar um usually people let them get to the front because they know what's happening they get to the front of the bar and they'll buy a round of shots for the wedding party some some uh, wedding parties that have more money will buy around for everyone in the bar. Yeah. Um, and then you'll do a shot and then they leave. Um, yep. and then they get back on the bus and they do this six, or seven times. So now by the time they get, so now everyone else has now at the wedding reception, wine and dining, you know, doing a little small talk, hanging out, waiting for them to get here. Like super by, casual small talk. And then here comes the bridal party. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the party and they're trashed. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and now most, especially with movies, it always felt like, the bride and groom always are forced to like be on their feet the whole time, not eat, introduce to everyone, talk to everyone at the reception. That's not how North Dakota works. North Dakota, everyone's job there is to make sure the bridal party and the bride and groom have the best night of their life. And so you're not obligated to talk to everyone, Um, (laughs) you know, and then, and that's why North Dakota, we do things like really cheesy dances, like the dollar dance and things where you can pay a dollar to, to get to dance with them and have another moment with them. But yeah, so this is how a North Dakota wedding works. And the first time I went to a non-North Dakota wedding, I thought it was the most boring thing I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, weddings are <laughs> like, boring as shit. I, I despise weddings so much. Like, Man, I love them. I mean, they, I love I mean, them. they're fun. And Brad, I'm sure we can attest to this. Most of the wedding receptions you've ever been to have been up at the Seven Seas. No. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, no. that's like where every single wedding, I mean, I guess I guess you're from Mandan too, but just every single wedding I've had in the last like four years have all just been at that Seven Seas reception hall, and then we go swim in the pool afterwards, but yeah, never mind. Yeah, so just so everyone knows, the Seven Seas is just a extremely rundown restaurant and hotel, yeah. like super rundown trashy. 
Uh, but they bad. do have a water slide, and the water slide <laughs> goes outside the building and back into the building. So that's pr- that's pretty, uh, you know, uptown. That's fancy, in, in North right Dakota. There. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, fancy. That's, that's that's all we got. That's high. That's, all that's, high class. Class. that's our water park. That <laughs> restaurant actually used to try to be high class, but it was still garbage. Yeah, now it's a Baymont Inn, actually, but I still call it a Seven Seas. <laughs> it's not even the same name. Yeah, yeah, but forever it will be done as that. But yeah, but yeah now, so. it's, now it's a super eight, but I still call it the <laughs> seven C's. Yeah. Yeah. I still go to weddings yeah. there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so while you were gone though, um, I, I, something exciting happened for me. Oh, what happened? Um, I got probably wasn't as exciting as fight flamethrowers and saxophone players. No, and stuff, no, but... no. By far not. By far not. But I, 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 I did get back into streaming. Oh, did you? I streamed four times last week. No way. Yeah, four times. Like um, how many hours each time? Uh, I don't know how many hours total that I streamed, but like probably like 15, which is wow. like a lot for me. Nice. And you actually and, uh, enjoyed it? Because I know you're yeah. kind of hit or miss on like actually having fun with it. Um, where, you know, sometimes you really like it, sometimes you don't, right? Yeah, well, so I figured it out, actually. Um, I figured out why I didn't like it uh, before. And why I stopped streaming. And the reason was is because I liked streaming all the tournaments, especially when Melee was starting up. Yeah. But in the early days of MTG Melee, there's a lot of people that didn't know how to use it. Or we had some server reliability issues or whatever. Whatever made me kind of feel like I needed to help on the back end. So mm-hmm. I would start a stream, I would start a tournament, and then all of a sudden something would go sideways. We'd get a few customer service things that I'd have to take care of. And then and then obviously the thing that has to go there is the tournaments and the streaming. Yeah, because I have to I have to do this stuff. But now, like, we don't have those same issues. Everyone knows how to use melee. If we do have we have we have like a fraction of the customer service complaints. And also when I say customer service complaints, most of them were just literally like people not knowing what to do. Like they would come in and ask questions that tournament organizers need to answer or they wouldn't know what to do they're like what how do i get my parents it's like go to your fucking player controller yeah you know? so you just hated multitasking basically right <laughs> well multitasking while trying to put on entertainment yeah. and competition is like impossible right like yeah no it, it, I, and honestly i learned that same lesson from just when i double queued like you know canister does this every single saturday and sunday like double queued two challenges while trying to be entertaining and like at the end of that day i hated my stream you know and like yeah. it feels kind of like the same vein right like you were trying to do so many things while still trying to be entertaining and it does kind of take it away uh th- take away the enjoyment yeah i mean w- one of the things i've learned through all through the last year is i i tried to do a lot of things and while there are some things i really like doing when i'm doing them i have to give my full attention so i have to stream and only stream you know yeah um, and so that's what I did this last weekend. And it all started because um, I I got invited to play in that Hunter Pence's sweatsuit invitational. Yeah, they're fun. Thing. And yeah, I was drafting because because of my wisdom teeth, I didn't really have much to do. And I was just laying in bed for a few days. So I uh-huh. just drafted. Um, and so I was getting into limited. And so I was like, yeah, I'll play in this. So I streamed a night of limited and then I streamed it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to play an SCG. And I I streamed an SCG on Friday. And I went 6-0 in that, 5-0 in all of my other matches, and 7-1 to a draft. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll stream on Sunday. And then on Sunday, I streamed the tournament. And I didn't do well in the tournament, but I had over 1,000 people watching. And I had a blast. And I had like six or 700 on Friday. And Damn, I was like, 1, you know what? That's nice. 
Yeah, I was the most watched streamer for for most of my stream um, on Sunday. And I was like, you know, this is a lot of support. People mm -hmm. seem to have fun. A lot of people came out to say, like, thank you know, like, thank me for coming back. They missed my streams and yeah. I had fun. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to start streaming again. Yeah, um, I mean, do it. And and I think the one thing I learned is, you know, these events, these inside esports events, these SCGs and stuff, whenever I stream those, it's like. I always just get like 250, 300 more people. And it's just really awesome that people like tournaments because it really doesn't translate to like YouTube content. Like people don't like, you know, watching no. tournaments on YouTube, but people love watching them live. Uh, so I, I love that because I, I think I pretty much model who I want to be as a streamer almost directly uh, like Nassif, you know, always just plays the decks he wants to play and then always plays those weekend events. Like I always want to be doing that, you know? So I got a question about this. If you're streaming a bunch, Brad, does that mean I can't piss in that plant behind your stream anymore? Is that... No, anytime you want to do that, I will bring the plant up here. We never did that yet. Um, I think I, I, I think I'll have to widen. I think I'll have to widen my my frame right now. Okay. Um, yeah. But yes, no, that that would be great. Anyone that I mean, doesn't know what happened. We've seen that on other broadcasts, yeah, you know, throughout the years. Old, so. old hat at this point, but yeah. Yeah. Fucking magic OP, man! Holy <laughs> shit! Oh man, that was so good. Just watching that live and trying not to bust out laughing. <laughs> Dude, it was unbelievable. Like there, the, uh, so back in the day, Amber was way more into magic and my career and stuff. And lately, that's subsided, which isn't on her. It's like actually now just she's on into OP. Brian and his career. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, it's just like OP is just not interesting anymore. And like the yeah. you know, like it's just you know taking translate. You know, they they stopped the pro tour. The the bubble burst there. Then. Mm -hmm. The the arena tournaments were like set in 2019, but since 2019, because of COVID or even just the change in general, like, you know, everything's kind of deflated. And yeah. so like she doesn't pay any attention anymore. But that moment I was like, you got to fucking watch this. Like, this yeah. is absurd. COVID, yeah. COVID was oh, a no. legitimate reason to, to gut a lot of OP, you know, because... I mean, it was a legitimate reason to not hold tournaments and got a lot, got a lot of the OP with the expectation that's coming back. But so yeah. far, they've just kept it gutted. And it just, I mean, it leads I one imagine. to believe that they, you know, they're using COVID as an excuse to gut OP and not ungut it when it's done. Uh, I don't know. It, everything that I've seen for the last couple years is pretty clear statement that Watsi just does not care about OP like at all. No, so, I, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Like, I think, I think we'll end up back with like three or four pro tours every year. And which is a gutting of the, 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 you know, it will go back to what it was like. I yeah. saw which, it, which, Oh, sorry. As long as the payouts yeah. are still big and stuff, you know, I mean, that, no, that's what the, it, no, I think it'll go back to the pro, the old pro tour system. Oh, that would be sweet. Awesome. And honestly, the thing for me, like the going back to your point, uh, bro, about Amber, you know what I miss the most is just seeing like clicking on a tournament from the last weekend and just seeing that trophy picture of someone just hyped looking at that last match, you know, and and, you know, seeing the how much they wanted, just seeing their faces of how excited people are to win events <laughs> and make eight. the top eight. What about, and the, what, top eight, what about you know? the top eight photo, Corey? 
I mean, what I do love top eight photos. And if Brian's there, oh, yeah. I get to go and see what kind of creepy there grin he has on yes. his face. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see seven excited people and one person creepily standing behind another person. Right over someone's eight. shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, though. If anybody wants to look back at Brian Brondon's GP top eight pictures, he does the exact same creepy ass smile for comic value. That's just who Brian is as a person. But if you like put them side by side and stuff, it's the same smile and it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my entire life oh god i mean the the thing i'm looking forward to the most honestly um is the first team open i just yeah. i just want to play a team open with you and i don't know who our third would be oh sorry um, i'm booked up with team bcw i mean uh, can't i just join team bcw <laughs> so i can team with you uh, we'll have to see your credentials, um, but you know, I'm sure. They have I'm a sure seventeen percent. Yes, seventeen percent floor for who they bring in. So, so it really depends on this next league weekend to see if we can get you in. This is, a, this, is this is starting to feel toxic. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's get Britney Spears in as the next special guest then, and we'll really get toxic. Jesus. Oh my god. She sang the song Toxic if you didn't know. You do know, your pop you do culture. know hashtag free Britney. Corey doesn't know anything that, about that. Was that but... Britney or was that Adele that sang that? Oh, you're right. Jesus. No, no, that was yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. No, I have heard the free Britney stuff. That is messed <laughs> up. Y'all, y'all, y'all can't just spam inside jokes with no contents over and over and over again. We want new people to listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they have to go back. So, all right, episode ninety-eight That's is where you'll get happen. the first joke. <laughs> See, we're 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 trying to you know really hit home runs for the seven people that have listened to every episode. They're at home cracking up right now, and that's, that's oh, we're doing it are. for them. Yeah. Um, no, so 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 to bring this all back though, like we're talking yeah. about an organized play, and um, like. You know, I, I have, yeah, like there's a lot of things that we're going to talk, we're going to get into them, especially the newest announcement uh, for league weekend where I'm losing more and more faith with OP, but that's actually in the same time. I think that's fine in a lot of ways, because if wizard still supports the, the secondary market of tournaments and, you know, if they give qualifications to like, they have been to like star city games and other folks, then mm -hmm. like, we still have a ton of tournaments to play in. It's just that, you know, the we'll never go back to 2019. This is this is just the message that's being said if you read between the lines. We'll never get back to that. Like the the magic as an esport has failed, but magic as a tabletop uh game was always robust. And I think we can get back to that, you know, and I think they think we can get back to that. I mean, I honestly hope that's the case. Like, I mean, the invitational and the lights, you know, the spark guns and stuff, that was all really cool to see. But, you know, everybody who really loves magic and loves the community just wants to go, you know, sit in a testing house for two weeks with their buddies and then go play a pro tour and have some fun, you know? So that makes sense to me. I mean, maybe maybe people will get back into that, but, like, I think that bubble has burst too. I don't know. No. Maybe, maybe the next generation of players, like... That's that's the weird thing. That's we're getting into a way different conversation there about how things are going to play out in the future because skill yeah. doesn't fall in this game as much as other games. And I think like the older generation of Magic players aren't even if they're not as dedicated to spend two or three weeks in, like are still going to stay on top. Yeah, um, I mean if they if they did if they brought back limited, you know, like you had that one week 
and then you just played the pro tour, you'd get testing teams again because yeah, you can sure. actually learn a lot with that. But I mean, when it's just like the weird scenarios where it's the set's been out for like a month and a half <laughs> <laughs> and then we play a pro tour with that, you know, I mean, it, it loses a lot of the team appeal. Oh, the next set is coming out. When's the next pro tour? Oh, three months from now. <laughs> yeah, right before the next set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, too um, good. But no, so so speaking of tournaments though, let's let's talk about some that are coming up this week because there's quite a few exciting ones um mm -hmm. to talk about. There's a ton of tournament magic happening this week. And let's start with uh the tournaments that are on MTG Melee because uh, you know, hashtag co-founder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hashtag co-founder. Um, Inside Esports is running a $5,000 historic open double elimination. Right now, it, uh, their entry fee is $15. Uh, last weekend, they did a 3K that capped at 128 players, and I thought it was a really good success. Um, and now they've upped the ante to 5K. It's 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 higher uh, cap. The cap is not 128. I don't know why I kept that there on the notes, but um, you can, you know... So we'll see how many people actually enter this. But for $15, you can go sign up right now. And this tournament is going to be giving away $5,000. And the top 16 will get qualified for the May 22nd um, Inside Esports 5K. That's going to be yeah. a big tournament. So and there is the first not tournament a gonna cap, have coverage. Huh? This is There's not no a cap, cap, huh? Okay, this cool. Because I cap. literally just clicked it. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm playing in this event. Did I already miss out? So, yeah, you had me You had me clicking the link there, bro. But, yeah, I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm Historic has been something that has really – we were talking about this in the pre-show, but Historic has been something that's been really rejuvenating just me having fun playing Magic, just playing when I'm not making content. Like, I played till like, 4.30 in the morning just messing around with this – you know, pretty medium is it deck, but just had a blast. So I'm playing in this event. Corey, I sent you a bunch of links on Facebook to tournaments that are about to fill up. If you want to okay. click on those real fast. Um. Oh, I just got hacked. Brian, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Malware. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's going to be fun. You going to play, bro? I, I probably will. Yeah. Cool. I mean, our decks are due on Wednesday, so it feels how comfortable I am with what I'm choosing mm -hmm. um, and and stuff like that. So I don't know. Um, I mean, I definitely think I'll be streaming this weekend, but if if we have to do some internal testing, I'll do that, too. Are you um, going to play your green stompy deck? Green. St oh, the, the Simic stompy deck that I played? No, yeah. um, <laughs> that was fun to play that that day. But like, I think I think my opponents were were a little weak or made some mistakes and um so i did well with the deck and then it got popular but it, it had really low win percentages like i okay. just saw i saw somebody play simic the the flight the satellite before and i'm like oh this looks really interesting um because mm -hmm. i like the idea of the what's the card called again um collective sounds company. like you don't like the idea that much hey, <laughs> hey. no here it is i just had to find my deck list um it it's a decisive denial Oh, okay, I, okay. I definitely liked because like mono green stompy has always suffered by their primal might or their fight their interaction being very one-dimensional it's yeah. either it's going to be good against creature decks or good against non-creature decks mm -hmm. and, and you sign more the negates for non-creature decks essentially yeah pretty much but this one is the first one where it can interact with creatures and spells and so like that's really cool for <laughs> a spell so I, I tried the deck and it felt decent but um, I ended up switching to Celestia Company, which I also think is a little underpowered, but decent. Mm -hmm. um, and we can talk about that a little bit more. But 
Yeah, we played it on versus. Ross beat me in a close five games, but he got so lucky against me with it. So, but yeah, the deck no, didn't seem insane or anything. Selesnia? Uh, no, the the Simic beatdown deck. We played it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 fine. Um, that's cool though. But, but yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about in historic. We'll be getting that to later. Uh, but let's switch over to standard because the SCG tour this weekend is standard on MTG Melee. So Friday Thanks. and Saturday, there's four s- satellites. Um, I'll definitely be playing in that because I, for whatever reason, just cannot stop playing adventure decks. I just have been playing a bunch with uh, Naya and Teamer. I like both the decks almost equally, and yeah, I just Naya enjoy list playing looks them. So cool. Um, yeah, we talked about it earlier. We'll get into <laughs> that too. You you just keep jumping into all of the content that we're going to be getting to, but that's great. You just said you're playing adventure decks. That's true. You spoiled it first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be playing. I'll be playing on Friday, uh, satellite for sure. And then last up, we got Hooglandia open on Saturday as well. So uh, Inside Esports and Hooglandia are kind of competing with each other around the same time. But <laughs> for those of you who love the Hooglandia opens, this is happening with coverage. Jim Davis will be co-commentating again. Um, they always have a lot of people come out watch and play, so that'll be a fun, mm-hmm. fun day of great Hoogland commentary and coverage. Um, yeah, those those events are sweet. And honestly, it's just the historic, the insight one. I think if you want to play a little bit more competitive, play that. If you want to just have a little bit more fun, play the Hooglin event. You know, I think I think both events are great. And I, yeah. I had a blast when I played the Hooglin one the last time, too. Yeah, no, that that is a great, great way to look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, uh, the uh, also what you'll be able to do in between rounds is the yep. Arena Open. <laughs> which is uh, sealed this time around. So these these arena opens are those tournaments where if you qualify on day one, you get to play day two. And if you, I think, go seven, one or better, you get $2,000. Yeah, seven win gets 2K and then uh, six win gets a grand. Uh, yeah. if, if, if it's the same structure as all those other times when I won thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm only yeah, up so to 3K. Yeah. That's Strixhaven Limited. And that's, and I think Strixhaven Limited is, is actually just awesome. Um, is it? Well, I like it, and that's mostly because um, I, I personally enjoy like five color combination limited formats. Okay. Um, because usually there's like ten, there's ten two color uh, archetypes. Each each guild. I'm gonna use guild because school is weird. But each guild, schools, yeah, yeah. <laughs> each each guild usually has like two different decks that are built in, and then you can build three color decks or four color decks based on whatever. Um, so there's usually like 12 to 14 decks you can draft and in sealed, it's much different. It's, you know, but that's what, that's this format. And I enjoy it. Hope to I'm, hope, hope to open uh mas- mascot expedition. You I don't even know what that does you because I haven't really yet? dove into strict seven enough. I've played like two events so far, but I'm definitely playing the arena open. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, digest some, some content this week and figure out what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, well, and yeah. then I highly suggest um, Mike Sigrist and LSV both wrote sealed primers. Oh so, yeah. I'll be looking so, at that. So go to social media, find them, find where, where you can find their content. I think, I think both, both articles were pretty good. Cool. Um, and then uh, you were talking about something in the pre-show about the garbage formats on Magic Online. Is there anything <laughs> happening there? Yeah, no, there's, I don't know why they do limited players so dirty. They're like, okay, they're two huge limited weekends. They're just going to throw it all in one. The arena open and then both Saturday and Sunday are the big Magic Online, um, you know, kind of the Mox-esque 
um, open events where you can get into that big tournament where you win $20,000, $40,000 at the end. So I, I, and I like to play those. I've always wanted to play in. Are they just, open events? Yeah, they're open. Yeah, these ones are just open. So it th that makes it a lot tougher, right? It's not the one where you do the QPs. So you just have to spike these events and they're going to be huge. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just, I saw Ben Stark's tweet and people are like, why is it on the exact same weekend? And Ben's, Ben's comment was hilarious. He's just like, well, they're trying to make sure as small amount of people play limited so that more people will continue to play standard instead of figuring out the greatness that is limited. Something <laughs> along that vein. It was pretty good. But yeah, those are going on this weekend at 11 a.m. Uh, each day as well. Oh, just the back-to-back -back same tournaments? Yeah, just, um, just both sealed. You know, these are one day... The arena open is the two day thing, but you know, on arena, which makes it so much, so much better, um, depending on what you like, but yeah, just the same weekend sealed, uh, on both, on both clients. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I might, I might consider it. I, I have played a decent amount of this limited format, but yeah. then, then also I just, I like the arena tournaments and they're constructed this weekend. And I need to, I need to care about league stuff, even though I don't really care about league stuff. Some part of me, like in the back of my head that like you know like i i i cared about this stuff so i should keep caring about it but oh, definitely and i mean you got to kind of crush it like you're in the middle right so if you crush it maybe you can get that that spot auto in but for the most part you just don't want to have a train wreck kind of thing huh yeah I, I mean i'm pretty much just hoping to play in a league weekend now like i was in contention to get <laughs> out of it before our gauntlet before gauntlet but oh, at yeah. this point now now I'm kind of for, I, I, I'm almost guaranteed to play Gauntlet, right? Unless I have train wreck weekends again and again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can just yeah, just just crush this one, BBD. You're doing pretty decent as well, kind of living on the edge a little bit, right? I mean, it depends on your definition of decent. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the MPL currently. Is that decent? I don't know. That's decent. That's decent. I thought it was really funny I mean that. LeBron James. So the NBA has a play-in tournament where yeah, I heard about this. So there's, there's LeBron hated it, right? There's two. Um, there's two conferences in the NBA, same as NFL and baseball and a lot of sports. I think hockey is the same too. Where I mean, same as Magic rivals and MPL. So yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. not not exactly <laughs> the same, but uh, so there's two different conferences. Eight teams from each conference make the playoffs in the NBA. Um, so for this year though, what they're doing is they're having teams six, seven, or sorry, seven, eight, nine, and 10 are having a playoff for the two spots that normally just went to the seventh and eighth place team. And, okay. uh, it, it's kind of like taking the entire season and then reducing who gets into the playoffs amongst those four teams to just this little play in thing. And LeBron ha like basically made a statement saying like whoever came up with that idea should be fired. Like <laughs> he was pretty incendiary about it. But yeah, I thought it was funny <laughs> because it's just exactly what magic is. It's you play an entire season's worth of events. And if you're the fifth place person in the MPL, because top four automatically remain in, but fifth place is playing in a gauntlet. Your entire season where you finished fifth out of 24 players, which is really good comes down to one tournament where if you 
shit the bed in that tournament you're just fucking out you know you're gone and it's just such a bad system to have why play an entire season's worth of events if one tournament is still going to just be the deciding factor i got a couple things about that first i have a question is it just one game they play and then if they beat them they go on to like or or like do they play seven games like the normal playoffs i don't remember exactly what it is i I would guess it's probably not seven games but i actually don't know the exact system the the only thing that i know about the system is they can lose two games in a row and be out so then so this is a best of three then this is what it would be the the only thing i do love though and this makes sense even why magic does it why the nba does it is as a spectator i'm legitimately excited to watch that and i'm excited to watch the gauntlet tournaments so i understand being in it it sucks for them but it you know it's not really for the people in it it's for the viewers and uh, you know it, it's for that and i'm i'm excited to watch that that excites me yeah, uh, to want to check out i understand you know? that too and like for me like i don't really watch the regular season basketball but i'll watch same the play- it's too much i'll watch the playoffs same for a lot of sports but it like the yeah. question is then like the regular season like it why is it 82 games if nobody gives a shit yeah. and only people care about these planned games in the playoffs it's like it's it's and I kind of feel the same way about, you know, this magic stuff. It's like you play an entire season's worth of events to have only the last one matter. It, it kind of cheapens the whole process. And I mean, and, and from the start, I, 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 no, it, I, I, I want to jump in here real quick. I'm sorry. Sure. I, I want you to finish what you were saying, Brian. I want to jump in before Corey cut you off. OK, jump in. Um, OK, so. Um, I think that the argument Corey is making about that it's good for the spectator is literally just the jargon you give to executives above you, at least in magic, to to justify the decision making. Because the thing is, is there is no proof besides a very loud minority in magic that say that they want to watch these matches. Um, and it's just the proof is in the pudding. There aren't a lot of people coming out to watch these matches. Um and so the, spe- the, whole, the spectators are the players in magic yes yes the spectators like, in well, i was talking more for nba to be honest sure, oh, yeah, sure. that's way yeah, different yeah. but like for magic it's like okay like all the like nobody's watching these league weekends it's like maybe the production sucks it's like it doesn't matter how good the production is everybody who watches these tournaments in magic is a competitive player who's interested in being in that spot and if they don't feel like they mm-hmm. can have a path to playing in in competitive magic they don't watch and it's just that's why the numbers are so bad like it you know like there there are people who watch who do have no aspirations to being uh like competitive players but such a huge number of people who religiously watch these events and and are like actually keyed into these tournaments do so specifically because they want to see the decks and so that they can start playing those decks themselves competitively and learn and, yeah. and stuff like that and they if they feel like there's no avenue for them to get into the competitive system which currently the avenue is very narrow for people mm-hmm. who aren't part of mpl and rivals they lose interest in it and then they stop watching it's like it almost just doesn't i mean i'm not trying to say the broadcast doesn't matter because i do think it matters but in terms of like people watching like to some extent it almost doesn't matter in that uh you know, like if people can't be part of OP, they don't want to watch. And that's true for a large percentage of the people who do watch. So, 
Yeah, and there's, there's a there's a lot of people that like just love to watch people's expression, like like to watch people that are in it, you know, and and instead of just watching a, a face cam where people like duck below it and stuff like that was a big part for me is I just missed watching people's excitement when they won, you know, the fluster when they screw up. It, it, did you guys not like that kind of stuff? Or am I weird on that? Where, what are you talking about? Just like watching people's general reaction while playing Magic, you know? Like if League Weekend, if you were all brought into a event center and, you know, us coverage teams were behind a desk and stuff, I think it would just get a lot more viewers because you get to like personally connect with the players a little bit more. You get to see that handshake at the end of a match and stuff. And like, I miss that aspect a lot. I did really love watching the player's face when a really important board state situation was going on. Or yeah. the board state when you wanted to see a player's reaction. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Do you remember when like the the they brought in? You know how they always brought in um like another party to do all the broadcasting. Yes, that didn't yep. play magic. Yes, and the card courser of Crewfix existed. Yes, because every match was unwatchable because you never knew it was on the top of the deck, which was vital information every turn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and you never always, got to know they yeah, they always had like a third party per, like people running the camera assist crew or whatever for these tournaments and and it was always like they would it's like something really important happened in the game and they would cut to a player's <laughs> face while the other person is making a response to it and it's like this is the most important part of the game we're watching some <laughs> rant, like why are we watching a person's face or it was or the reverse would happen where it's like the game state is boring and somebody's tanking and it's just keyed in on the cards for like 45 seconds while nothing's happening. And it's like, this is where I want to actually yeah. see the player tanking, you know, like, yeah, and- I, 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 I completely disagree with you, though, Corey, like. I don't miss live coverage at all. I think live coverage is garbage compared to arena coverage. Um, Because arena coverage, I can still see their webcams if they have them up. But, you know, what's what's most important is I get all the information that's happening in the game very easily. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when I, I have to focus and pay super close attention when I'm watching other coverage, sometimes it's better than others. But like, it's really hard to have good hand cams and magic. Mm -hmm. Um, But this 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 is kind of like a. We're we're going on a tangent where I want to pull it back to the the structure because I really wanted to comment on what Brian said about. I just want to say one last thing about what you were saying right now is, you know, when you make that point, you're one of the people that Brian was talking about. You're the person that watches no matter what, because you want to, you know, get better, maybe not get better, but, you know, you watch these high level events because you love to watch the high level thing. But the you know seeing people's reaction all that stuff that's what draws in the players that are not here to just watch the high level stuff you know that's what brings in kind of the random people don't you think no i just completely disagree really okay i think i think what is it's super lacking this year and was always something that should have been done better for many years i think what brings people in is the knowledge i think that a lot of people that watch magic coverage, the droplets of what they should be doing. Like magic is not baseball, but it's not an esport. We keep branding it that way because Wizards wants it to be the executives, the people paying for it, want it to be that. But magic is fucking golf. It has just always been golf. And we're trying to make it something that's not fucking golf. Golf is boring. The people that want to watch it are super entrenched in golf. 
We're trying right? to make it top golf. <laughs> they, no, like, like they want to know what the players do in difficult situations. They want to watch their favorite players do things. They want to know what, you know, products they should buy because magic is an expensive game. So what I would, you know, what, what has been completely gutted from magic OP this year because, and, and whatever, like this is in defense of wizards. I, they knew going into this season that this structure was just a COVID structure, right? They did not yeah. want this to live forever. They just put band-aids on band-aids on band-aids and said, here's a season because they mm -hmm. had to pay the MPL rivals because they told us they would pay us. And last time they didn't want to pay us when they told us they pay us. We had, you know, hashtag pay the pros. And so yeah. if they promised us a season, they're going to have to give us a season because they need us. They need the players to trust them. They need trust. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, this was band-aids on band-aids of a season, but the thing that's just completely got gutted from coverage is like new players or just invested players can't come in and learn why we're doing things. They have to go find our secondary content. Like, and we have to be content creators to show them that it exists. So we have to market ourselves independently if we choose to to do this stuff but what wizards and i think other coverage and and content based around tournaments is lacking is why the fuck is brian playing one of the mind when our team was playing four and and you know these are questions that players are asking or that players might be interested in and that's the kind of content deck techs and informational based stuff needs to bleed through coverage but it I mean, that's the role of me, the expert role, you know, and that's like my job, you know, with the deck techs, of course we don't, but that's what I try to do every single round is to break things down. That's what Monty tries to do. That's what Cedric tries to do. Um, I think the know. commentary has been good. Yeah. Like I, I no, the coverage teams are good. Yeah, I think the coverage is, I think the coverage is doing well. Like I think what people want is, is along with Brad saying, like people want good gameplay and good cut and good coverage, which I think mm -hmm. has been, the case like gameplay is pretty decent and coverage is pretty decent but like nothing is even drawing people in to get to that point and like it, you yeah. know there's no social media yeah. engagement that's that's relevant there's no like yeah there's none of that kind of stuff um all the tournaments happen at really terrible times right like yeah we're we're strict saving has been out for three weeks and our tournaments in two weeks yeah right? and the championship yeah. is and seven we haven't or eight seen weeks. a tweet about it or something they need to be getting better about that like just tweeting weeks the, in advance tweeting throughout the events and stuff and that you know the, the magic the esports account is okay the magic esports yeah. twitter account is is just such a complete afterthought that it's painful like yeah. That account could could be so much better than it is. It it, it it's almost embarrassing, and I like well, or I, everyone I, I eats really, that account alive. It's you know? really harsh to say this, but that account is is incredibly embarrassing. All it does is it occasionally posts standings and it occasionally posts feature matches from weekends. There's no hyping the events. There's no deck text. There's no like. Mm -hmm. There's no like. Hey, look, Seth Manfield won five of his six matches on day one that propelled him from the bottom pod to the top or from the middle pod to the top pod. Let's look into his card choices and look into why he played these decks and stuff like that. That's stuff that people actually want to see. There's none of that yeah. ever. No, like that's clips, but that's it. Yeah. It's like, it's like that account is just clear is such a complete afterthought for them. Why even have it? Like it, it it's embarrassing. It really is like,
And also anytime they post anything fun, you know, like people kind of eat them alive. I'm not saying everything they posted that, that is, they've been eating alive for has been, you know, not warranted. Some some were, <laughs> were pretty bad. But I mean, anything yeah. that's fun, everyone's just like, oh, I hate this. No fun on this account. So I wouldn't want to post that much stuff on there either if I was well, in charge of that. That's that also know? completely true. And I, I, I honestly think, well, number one, Magic Twitter needs to get its head out of its own fucking ass. Like yeah, everyone is up. so fucking uptight about literally everything. Mm -hmm. But I think that the reason that people act that way towards that Twitter account is because they're pissed off about unrelated things and they just take it out on the first Watsy account that they see post anything. Exactly. It's like, it's like this account exactly. can't post a joke because they gutted competitive play. And I'm, and I'm mad about that. So anytime any kind of a joke thing is posted, People get upset about it and they take out their frustration about something unrelated to the joke on that account, mm -hmm. which A, is really stupid and Magic Twitter needs to stop doing that fucking shit. But B, like, it's also kind of understandable, too. Like, well, yeah. I, I think I think, yeah, I, I think it's understandable. Like, I think what you said is just perfect. Like, and strategically, like, let's say I was running that, like, I'm technically stay in the marketing, at, you know, we, we all have to, right? I've been marketing myself for 10 years. I'm trying to help market melee and like what I see from magic is like, I wouldn't, if I was in charge of the esports account, I wouldn't want to just start at these moments trying to do these things because my account is just going to get shit on by people attacking me for uh, like non-relevant things that are or relevant mm -hmm. things to the, that pertain to this context. And so then I'm going to have to show these tweets to a higher up and say, they're just going to say I'm doing a bad job. And, yeah. and so like, I don't want to do that. Um, what, what I think has to happen is I think that at the end of the season or whenever they get their, their ducks in a row and they know what their plan is going to be to have a big, and it's not going to be, I don't think the new announcement is going to, it's, it's going to make a lot of people happy because I just feel like they're just going to wipe the slate, bring back the pro tour branding. And then whatever their plan is, that's when it can start. Whatever their mm -hmm. new plan is now, <clears throat> I have low hope in them doing the things that Brian and I are saying that we want to be seen from, yeah. from, from the marketing side of things and from competitive side. But if I was in charge of that, I would wait desperately for that moment because it all has to change in one big swoop. And you have to hope that a lot of the good and new good announcements are pushing out the bad thoughts and memories from the past announcements and the yeah. past organized play stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well said. And, and like and another honestly, thing like, too is like, like kind of to go along with that. It's like you can't make jokes with people until you've built a rapport with them, and that account has not built a rapport in any way. Like it's hard to make yeah. a. It's like if somebody random that I don't know comes up and makes a joke that would maybe be funny in context of like them being a friend of mine, I'm probably not going to find it that funny because I don't know them, you know, like, and yeah. I don't it, like, I don't know that they're joking necessarily or whatever. It's like that, that account has to connect with the magic community before it can start making those kinds of jokes. Like there's just none uh, of that. I, I think so. you, you, you said this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was just a, sometimes like Brian will just come upstairs and we'll get in a cover. Com, and like, he'll just we'll yell talk. about OP. Yeah. He'll just, he'll just ramble about something like that's really smart. And then go back downstairs for a day and a half. Um, and, and, and I love, I love them. Right. They're, they're kind of like Ross rants, but I like listening to them. Um, oh, fair, fair. Yeah. And, um, it's relatable them, content. 
Yeah, it is very relatable <laughs> content. Um, so, but the thing, one of the things he said that really blew me up about this, and I, you know, I hope Wizards like thinks about this is the a lot of their marketing is very meme centric, much like they're they're kind of mimicking a lot of the like brands that also meme on social media and get a lot of viral exposure this way. But or like those Fortnite accounts, or something, kid no, game. I mean, not kid but, games, but you know, games that are no, not younger. games. Like fucking Wendy's. armies and fucking pat, like oh. like 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 candy and and shit that doesn't have communities that invest a lot of money around them, right? Like I yeah. might enjoy like a mar. Well, I can't even think. Moon, like what's up? Like it, a little Debbie. Like a little Debbie. Fucking yeah. There's what is it like moon, moon something that they make moon pies. Moon yeah, pies. moon pies. Like moon pies and Wendy's. They have these Twitter accounts where they like meme on people. <laughs> I remember that? And they yeah. like you know people people like say stupid things about Wendy's and Wendy's will just like absolutely dunk on that person on Twitter and they're it, it is yeah. legitimately funny. Like well it yeah, is great but, funny. but their plan is right. I haven't thought about a moon pie in ten years. Yeah. Right. Amber. Amber didn't think about cinnamon toast crunch for 10 years until there's shrimp but involved, the, but until there's shrimp involved and it goes viral and she bought a fucking box of cinnamon toast crunch, you know, like that, but that's how it works. But magic is a community built around whales like us who invest a lot of money into this. So we don't need them to go viral, right? We need them to give us assurances that what we're getting is great, but like, you know, so and right now there's there's a lot of problems. There's problems in LP. There's a foiling problem that like I've been wanting to buy a few things even like I usually don't. But there's a few things that I thought about buying. But I'm like, I don't like is this just going to warp, you know, and mm. um, I definitely want those lands. I think I've missed the boat on the, the lands. Maybe I have oh, the, uh, the full text lands. Yeah, I, I actually love them. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> I want them too. I'm, I love. I, yeah, I kind of well. want them yeah. too. <laughs> I think they're great. But I don't like, know. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I under. But I understand where they're at. Like I understand what they're trying to do, except for the meme stuff. I I just want them to you know like I want faith in magic again. I love this game. I still want to invest time into this game. I still do. Mm -hmm. I still am gonna keep it a profession, even if I don't trust OP. Like I'm gonna. I'm moving back. Pivot, I want to. Yeah. I want to make a fucking ton, like a shit ton of content with you, bro. Like, we're going to both live in the same city. We're going to both make <clears throat> content. I have a GoPro. We can do just a bunch of shit together, you know? I'm in. Yeah, no, that's going to be really fun. So look out, world. Some uh, some Bash Bros stuff. So drunk bus, stripper pole. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we're going to play mean, some magic from the bus. There is something drunk related that is an idea of mine, but I'm not going to spoil it just yet. Um, we can't spoil it. We can't spoil yeah, it. It's I, I want to just say, I want to say one last thing though, is like, how hard would it be, you know, today's Wednesday to just send out a tweet with the standings and just show like, okay, league weekends next weekend. This is what they're playing for. One more person's into the MPL three are, you know, fighting to stay alive and just put that out there. And just to remind people, you know, cleanse your palate a little bit to get people ready for because, next weekend. Cause this, like, cause this season is a lost cause. They don't care. Yeah. They don't, yeah. they don't, but they I mean, don't like, care. but I, they, I agree you gotta with you. do that kind of thing. I, I you agree know? with you. No, like, that's the stuff that it should be done. It, it's it even go, like, it even goes beyond that kind of stuff. It could be like, Look, Nasif is in a good position to to clinch the MPL. Here are some of the decks that he's been playing and doing yeah. well with. Yeah, player this, spotlight. This deck might be well positioned in the upcoming weekend. <laughs> is Nasif going to play it? You know, what is he going to bring? Like that kind of stuff. Wait, like, wait, Brian, Brian, Brian. You're telling me that you're more interested in the decks that Nasif plays as a professional magic player than what food he enjoys? I mean, the only the only person that's not true is Mangucci. Like, 
<laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get mango, the mango cuisine, but beyond that, yes, yeah. I do. I am. I care know? about what mango eats. It's always delicious. Holy crap! But but Looks Brian, like can it. you tell me in ten words or less how you prepare in standard? Yeah, I can. <laughs> can you can you tell me in ten words or less how you prepare in historic? Uh, no. Right, anyway, can't. anyway, sorry. I mean, this this. I think I think uh, a lot of our frustrations are being built from this announcement that no one cares about. Um, uh, and and we'll, we we've learned that because Brian thought people care about it. But yesterday, Wizards announced that a rules change for next week's league weekend, um, due to uh, the Ixalan flip cards not working well with Devotion, because Devotion is a you know a major player in Historic. Um, all of Seems them are like banned. It. All of them are banned because Thassa's Oracle will register a flipped search for a Scanta as one pip for Devotion. Uh, search for Scanta is banned. Um, Which that just is not true, right? Once they're the land, they have zero Devotion. That's yes, how it's they're, supposed they're, to yeah. work. It's not how it actually yeah. works on Arena. They should, they should have two. They should have a mana value of two. Uh, search yeah. for Scanta. It should, it'll keep its mana value, but it should not have any more pips for Devotion. Which is like, okay. that's not the only time that cards have not functioned. Like, what was the deal? <laughs> like, if you blew up an enchantment and got a Planeswalker back, it came back with double loyalty sometimes. Like, there there uh, were so many that. random... That that happened in, the it, it, like, one of the previous League weekends where there was, like, some bug where you would get double loyalty on your Planeswalkers or or something. And, and like, that... No, that card is called Vorinclect, BBD. Uh, it's uh, printed recently. <laughs> I know you haven't been playing a lot, but that's why they got the double counters. No, no, like, Vorinclect wasn't in oh, play. Okay. There, there was just some oh, okay. bug where that would happen some amount of the time. And they were, and like, and it, it, the thing was just keep playing if it happens or whatever. Like, it's like, there's, there's all these random ass, it, playing arena is like playing like weirdo magic where half the cards don't work. You can't play some. Or do you remember, yeah. do you remember the Legion war boss scenarios that you guys had to deal with that, yeah. that in, in person yeah, arena the one? Legion, yeah, the, the one. Nissa yeah, scenario, the Nissa thing, like this. Yeah, just... What was the Nissa thing? Where if, if somebody, if you had a Nissa in play, you could tap oh, your forest yeah, you had... for double mana. But if they killed your Nissa and you didn't have a card that could respond to their removal spell, your Nissa just went to the bin. You didn't get a chance to tap your lands for double mana. Yeah. Yeah. That one was played as lies. But I think my favorite was like the one of them that was actually like, you you know, you can't do it was if you if you. Oko, a questing beast, and then agent of treachery, and it still has haste. <laughs> yeah, like I think nice. that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like you know when I played Grand Theft Auto as a kid, and I had to hit like back, double right space, and then all of a sudden I got all the guns unlocked or something. It sounds like these hidden cheat codes within Arena. <laughs> I mean, I had like oh, had oh a... we don't we don't even have to get into the whitelisted MPL accounts and the non whitelisted oh, MPL yeah. accounts. Yeah. yeah, Brad, I thought we we didn't want to talk about ever, that, right? I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen an Andre Mangucci play in an Arena. In a tournament but there was this time where he kept a hand with just one land and still played turn two oko <laughs> he didn't have a goose he did have an oko <laughs> yes how does that even work uh there was the the one card um there was a card oh, and now, once upon and a time. now banned magic no, once card. upon a time yeah yeah okay okay well that just seems like a good keep but yeah so so we have so so, so here's here's our issue uh, with the league weekend to catch you up, Corey. So there's th that ban. Mm -hmm. They just banned like seven cards. And 
That's yeah. a big ban because Search for Skanta is a real magic card that people have been testing for this tournament. And we yeah, have a weird week off. Saw a few. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's even in the deck, the Tainted Pack combo deck. But so now, so now to catch you up too, there's this Demir Pack combo deck. It's a it's a deck full of singletons. It's got two Tainted Packs and two Thousand Oracles. And every other card in the deck is a one-off. And that's because when you draw one of each, you can deck yourself and then play Thassa's Oracle and win the game. Um, but there's also a kicker here. Okay. On day one, on day one of the uh, of Strixhaven and the Mystical Archive cards coming out, people realize that when you cast Tainted Pact, it it doesn't work well with your rope. So like you could theoretically win on turn three, right? You can cast Tainted Pact on turn two, deck yourself down to one card, and then play the Thassa's Oracle on your turn. But you yeah. can't do that because the rope you'll, will you'll rope, rope you out. out. You'll rope oh out before you get there. And so, like, we're we're a few weeks in since we've announced that uh, issue, and that's not getting resolved. It's just a play it as lies. But we're not playing it as lies the Thassa's Oracle, and we just, like, all these flip cards are getting banned, which most of them are irrelevant. The only one that's relevant is Search. But it's like, this This is, like, the the ultimate op tournament right league weekend is supposed to be the yeah. highest com competition and this is like the garbage that we're getting announced a week before we play and it's yeah, like and people have already practiced like a lot for these i mean the, some people that are really close to the top or really close to the bottom probably started testing right when mystical archive came out so yes. like they probably just you know either incinerated some times or felt a little of lack trust lack of trust um in the scenario well yeah, that's crazy a lot this of deck also looks crazy yeah, by the way I, I mean if this is the thing that has caused you to lose trust in watsy then i don't understand it's not so so this is the situation this is kind of like the annoying like i'm not justifying every single person on twitter like when i see a magic on magic arena esports tweet and then i see like 20 people shitting on them for random things this is like the kind of stuff that's building up like where I need a detox, right? I need, I need that moment. I need that moment where I feel heard. I feel like OP, even if, even if the amount of money I'm making is less, which I'm fine with, I just want someone. I want to feel like someone cares about the future of magic. Brad, um, I care about organi you. organized I mean, play at least. Okay. They, I was going to say, I think they do care about the future of magic. I just don't think organized yeah. play is a big part of it because the, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, and, I, and these, I agree with you. All these issues that happen on Arena where it's like, like I had a situation where my opponent played a card that wasn't in their deck list in a previous uh, league weekend. And it's like, I had like four time banks built up or whatever, but I'm sitting here roping out while I'm on Discord talking to a an admin trying to explain the situation. They're asking me to screenshot it. I can't screenshot it because Arena can't pull it put all the cards I'm trying to screenshot into one screenshot. And I'm sitting here roping out of this game while this is happening. It's like, if you want an actual competitive tournament, you have to have an ability to pause a game so that a dispute yeah, can be resolved. For sure, you need too. to have a spectator mode. Like there's like, you need cards to actually function the way they're supposed mm -hmm. to. It's like they come out with these mystical archive cards and you just can't even play some of them because they just don't work on the program. <laughs> like, it's not that the card yeah. doesn't work. It's the program just doesn't function with that card. Like, they're like, and then every time they get brought up, they're always a low priority fix. And I'm not even saying it's wrong for them to be a low priority fix because maybe not enough people play these formats or not enough people play 
organized play for them to care. But if that's the case, it's clear that organized play just doesn't matter to them because it's these are yeah. always low priority fixes that never get fixed for the tournament. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it, 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 like the writings on the wall. It's like they, they, they it just doesn't matter to them. It's like and they do the best they can for the pro tours for the sense of making everybody join those specific rooms so that they can at least, you know, watch the event. But then you still run into the problems of everybody's individual Internet problem, uh, you know, that makes it look grainy or whatever. And I think the biggest problem of that is all of these third party tournaments that are coming up. What if they want to run tournaments? You know, it's a lot harder to run a $3,000 event and say, yeah, you have to be streaming it. You know, you have to be doing these things um, so that coverage will work. That's a really hard ask for such a small prize. And, And without a spectator mode, like you can't reliably do coverage for these kind of events and then that shies people away from wanting to bring in more events i feel yeah that are but all that's, digital that's, you know yeah but so that's that's now we're getting into the space where like <clears throat> wizards needs to fix the problems that, just the spectator mode thing you know and that solves well, a lot well yeah well having a spectator mode would be great hearthstone still doesn't have one right like um it, i think it's a bigger problem than a lot of people think it is oh at least sure. at least it sounds like it but the but what I'm trying to say is that like we can't blame wizards for what the th- the you know the second mar- secondary market wants like I've I've felt that with like melee like magic players some magic players are extremely entitled and I'm not going to like I'm not going to say like that's a bad Brian. thing No, I'm not going to say it's a bad oh. thing, but what I'm saying is like we've had requests that people have gotten a little like you know agitated about on melee that are just like ridiculous asks. It's like why don't you do this thing? It's like well, we're way more worried right now about, you know, you know, updating our payment services so that people around the world can can use our website. And it's like, no, but but my but my tournament needs this. <laughs> so this is more important, you know, like and that's that's the same thing about wizards. Like, yeah, wizards should not have to worry about everyone's little need to do the thing that they want to do. It's not wizards problem that another business wants to do a certain thing to make money. But what I'm saying is they already like give prize money to other events to like run up run events or qualifications or something. Wouldn't they want them to be able to show it off in the best light each time that's, to that's, market their own game? That's, that's capitalism, baby. The best the best organizers in out there know how to work, make workarounds. They know how to make something work. Yeah. And and if you're a professional uh, organizer out there, I've you know, I, I've worked with a lot that are just they know how to they know the game. They know. They know the ins and outs of organizing magic tournaments and they know what to do and yeah. they can make things work. And that's not wizard's fault. Wizards yeah. doesn't okay. also wizards, yeah, and wizards, and wizards doesn't have to pay us. Like I'm not asking wizards. I don't want wizards to be like, Hey, I, you know, last year, like I won, I won over a hundred thousand dollars in 2019. And you also paid me like $90,000 to be a pro magic player and streamer. I want mm-hmm. that again. You know, like I can't, I can't fucking ask for that. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I feel like I can ask them to be like, "I'm in your system," and yeah. you're not answering questions. Like I just want to know why now. Like transparency. The, transparency. Yeah, I want transparency. transparency. It's like yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, it's like we can't tell them like what they should do from a business standpoint. Like a lot of these changes to a lot of these things on arena that aren't coming or that don't get fixed or whatever. It just, it just shows where their priorities lie, which is not with competitive magic OP or whatever. Like, like those are low priorities to them, but they act 
like they're not, you know, like they try to act like they're not low priorities. It's like be, be transparent about it so people know what's going on. Like I, I, I completely agree with that. Like, um, and, and hopefully, hopefully that comes, but like, I also just think that like, um, to put a little pin in this, I just want to say that like, I wish that they were doing a little bit more this season with transparency and with marketing and with the production and with like the tournaments and, you know, but like there's, there's clearly, there's been a lot of hurdles and whether we think that they did them the right way or not is irrelevant to the fact that none of this is going to look the same next year or especially in the, the finishing out 2021. And it's, and even maybe the first half of 2022, like I, if I, if I had to figure, if I had to guess exactly what happens, I would think that we're going to live in this digital world for at least six to nine more months. But in that six to nine more months, we will get a better picture of what the first true tabletop season looks like. That'll probably start around this time next year. Yeah. And you think so? That's you, what you I think. That's we got like strict Haven and then like one more pro tour and then maybe. No, we'll no, see no, 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 no. Too or... early, I think, for them to do that. You think no. so? Yeah, because like so so while America is doing well with with vaccines, now the rest of the world isn't. And mm -hmm. I think that competitive magic, like uh, if there's a competitive magic system that gets put in place, that's tabletop. It's going to need like this is a weak link kind of issue, right? It's not a strong link like the weakest link is going to be holding back uh, their ability to have a robust uh, magic. Like, for example, Japan yeah. could have been running tabletop tournaments for a while. Yeah, uh, more America and Europe could, and then we're talking South America, like fucking Brazil. Brazil is a is a shit storm right now. And yeah, Brazil, India, I think both of them are are pretty rough. At the yeah, moment, but Brazil sure, has yeah. a lot of magic, right? India has yeah. way less magic than Brazil. Brazil, oh, yeah, Brazil yeah, yeah. is a big part of magic. And, oh, yeah, huge. And so, like, what I'm trying to say is that it's going to take six to nine months, I think, before we can feel the confidence of having international play. Yeah, because I think we'll get like events at the end of this year. You know, I mean, what even Insight was trying to get a Vegas thing going uh, per I mean, their I, Twitter announcement and stuff. Oh, I, so. I, I love Insight Esports, but like, yeah. I'm 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 not going to look to them as the status quo. Yeah, like, I, yeah. like they're they're just an organizer that's coming up. They're running tournaments. Like, I'm waiting for the Wizards announcements, or I'm waiting for the Star City announcement. Right? Star City yeah. has had a decade worth of tournaments if they feel comfortable running some some classics or opens or what have you i'm gonna yeah. have confidence in them because star city games has a lot of moving pieces like i i yeah. i know inside esports is going to be safe they're going to obey state laws like mm -hmm. i'm not saying anything about that but like you know just because inside like if anyone it's a disingenuous argument to say inside esports run a tournament in vegas why can't we have a pro tour in nepal you know like yeah oh yeah that's two different <laughs> things yeah yeah, but I still want to attend that event. Let me let me tell you. Oh fuck last, yeah! The, the Las Vegas tournament I've been to was the most fun ever. And like, I didn't even do that great in the tournament, but I did not care. It was so fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I'll only attend a tournament like that if there there's like proof of vaccination or just some something like I don't want to be a part of something some that could be a spreader. Step. Yeah, yeah some cause, extra cause, step. Yeah, because we're still dealing with you know like events could still be super spreaders because half the people are vaccinated half aren't yeah um, true true but yeah, yeah so vaccinated upon registration something like that i think probably will exist before we have just open tournaments or something you know who knows yeah, but who, who who definitely knows and i actually do believe that like 
you know, when I'm not, I I have a lot of complaints and it sounds like we're, we're having a lot of complaints, but like the thing is, is even though I have them, I don't really, I don't have the energy or maybe it's faith, but mostly it's just, I don't feel the need to hold wizards feet to the fire this year. I feel like a lot of damage has already been done with the, the last year of tournaments and structures and, and decisions. I mean, I I do like, sorry to jump in, but like, they cut a lot of the competitive stuff like they they cut like two million from prize pool and a bunch of other stuff because of covid which makes complete sense like Mm -hmm. at the time a lot of people were like losing their shit over it and it's like i i actually thought it was very reasonable what happened i actually thought wizards the way they handled covid i thought was incredibly reasonable because Mm -hmm. this is clearly a unique problem things can't just be what they were like I, I, I thought that they handled that situation well, but then when you find out that it, they had one of their most profitable years ever, and then that money isn't going back into competitive play, you're like, and then they gave a bunch of money to Mr. Beast YouTube thing, you know, right. and stuff like it's that. Like that money, that money's <laughs> going into marketing. It's going into other things, and it's not going back into competitive play. I think you can hold their feet to the fire and say do you actually care about competitive play? Like what your, your actions are not caring about it. And Mm -hmm. they like, they're always like, Oh yeah, we care about OP. Like we're going to try to make OP better and blah, blah, blah. Like they say that every year and they never do like it, you know, unless they actually take actions to do that kind of stuff. uh, Yeah. I think you can hold their feet to the fire. Why why do they need to take actions? I'm not saying that they need to, I'm saying that you're holding their feet to the fire saying, like it, you know, you have to. If you're not gonna, don't talk a big talk and then not actually walk the walk. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Like honest, yeah. Ho- yeah. holding them responsible for the actions that they actually make. And it's like I'm not saying I don't know if, like, from a business standpoint, I have no clue. Like maybe OP doesn't matter to them at all. And if that's the case, own up to that <laughs> because, like, <laughs> I, and I, I think that that's reasonable to expect that from Watsy. They always tiptoe around stuff. They always try to talk like they're going to do something and they never do. So like, I, I think it is completely reasonable to hold Watsy to that. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I do. Would but you also- say it was kind of a tainted pack on their, on so, their end? Here's the reason. Here's my reason why we can hold them, but they're never going to make that answer because they can't make that answer. So yeah, they, like they're, they're going to give us the politicians you know, bullshit response of like, we do care, but they haven't shown us in, in quite a while now, because here's, here's how I imagine things happening. If they piss me off, right? Like even this podcast, this podcast theoretically could do this. It could cause some people on social media to, to talk about it. Right. And then that could get into the hands of some of the bigger brands that are more in the casual market, like the, the Tolarian Academies or the Goldfishes, right? And those brands are built on, you know, trying to hold Wizards' feet to the fire on these decisions because any negative stuff like that usually will get more views. Yeah, and 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 that and those are just it, it just whether people know that or not. If I, you know, like the best example is Tolarian Academy did a five best decisions Wizards ever did and five worst decisions was Wizards ever did in the last year, and the worst had way more views way more views right and that that, mm-hmm. that that's the kind of content that exists but we're just kindling to those fires and so they don't want to piss us off because just for the fact like just business it's not like it's like the end of all be all 
but it gives other promotions and that trickles down into a larger subset of magic players. Now it's not going to hit the bulk of them, right? Cause the bulk of them, they don't even know why they play magic. They just show up and buy some cards and you know, that's, that's just how it works. I mean, we saw that in 2020 when they sold just as much, if not more cards in LGSs or just more product. And there was no OP structure. That's really bad for OP players that say I matter, right? Yeah. I'm realizing now two years ago, I thought I mattered as part of their marketing. I don't think that anymore. I can make a living. I can, I can be a part of this community and what I'm doing, but I don't think, you know, like they're not going to shed a tear if all, all of a sudden I say I'm done. Right. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, like that doesn't yeah, matter. To them may, at all. Maybe a few employees would, but not wizards, um, not Hasbro, especially. And, and so like, but yeah, they don't want to just piss us off by saying something they don't need. So they're not going to be transparent because it's just terrible business. It's just, it's just yeah, bad makes business. Sense. Um, you can't really say, you can't really say, yeah, no, we don't care about that because yeah, that's but, just but like, yeah. But what I'm also saying is I actually do have faith that a system that is not as robust as 2019, they took a swing at esports and failed and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right, they, they, Magic. they failed because they didn't try. But regardless of the reasons they failed, they did fail. Yes, and and COVID uh, was a kick in the wrong it direction didn't matter. as well. Like COVID, like <laughs> yeah. it was going to fail regardless of COVID. They put no effort into it. Yeah. They did. They just they literally put no like they or they put effort into it. They they gave the illusion that they put effort into it, but they just they didn't put it into something robust that would actually have a chance of succeeding which is the underlying structure of, of it. It's like they, they put a lot of effort into the bells and whistles that, that made it look good to like maybe Hasbro people who would watch a tournament. That doesn't matter for the success of an eSport. You have to have a good... You mean the flame sparks? Yeah, the flame <laughs> sparks. Like That doesn't matter to the success of an eSport. What matters is the, the structure, whether people can compete in it, whether it's a robust you know, events and stuff like that. Like they didn't put any effort into that. So. Well, I, but I also think that there's a big issue with the fact that, um, you know, all esports or most esports are kind of free to play and you pay for skins. That's, that's like a marketing side. And our esport is clearly not, it's, it's actually really expensive. Um, it's more expensive than even the other CCGs out there. And so like, you can't really get an esport to function when the investment of the aspiring young kid is thousands of dollars into something you can't get that money back out of. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, so that that's the big problem, but like what, that's why, what I'm trying to say that this is the, the ultimate end of this. I'm frustrated right now, but I have faith that if wizards does these two things, I will be happy. If they go back to, um, in-store programs and they go back to a grand prix pro tour model that mm -hmm. and and care way more about in-store stuff and also they continue supporting digital play through a secondary market they can run some ptqs like they do on you know championships like on arena like t top 1200 stuff like that to get to the pro tour and things like that but like you know they were they were supporting fandom and they were supporting um, some other stuff. And I liked that. I liked these I tournaments. Those, well, yeah. I didn't like the structures of the tournaments, but like, for example, Inside Esports is really, they're, they're, they're coming in and they're trying, right? Mm -hmm. And that is something that if they, uh, over the next year, they show 
that they are an organization that truly cares and is doing a good job and doing things right. I would love if wizards would jump in and start helping support them like they do Damn with right. the SCG tour. Right. Like, and, and I would love stuff like that. Even Hooglandia, like even NRG, <laughs> whatever they are, like the, these third, these secondary market tournaments online is the perfect place for them to throw a little bit of money and not run the tournaments. And if that happens, we can have a lot of robust stuff happening. It might not be as fancy as the Mythic Championships and the Arena Mythic Championships and the Sparklers and all of that stuff, but it is a lot of people in the community working and playing, and there's a lot of options, and I think that that would be great. So I just want to to, to reiterate, I want in-store yeah, pro awesome. in store programs to come back and them to support the the organizers that are trying to do their own thing with whatever resources they can muster um and not be trying to do it themselves no i think that's well said i i think having all that together would uh you know really make it feel like the pro tour and the dream we all kind of fell in love with when we started playing you know yeah uh, and and i don't know i i don't think i can restore faith in watsi unless i see a change um kind of at the top where it doesn't have to be money being put into the program or whatever, but care has to be put into it. And, mm -hmm. and, and like, I think the P a lot of the people who work on some of the OP stuff, like they do care, like, uh, you know, whatever, like there's a lot of people, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't ca like care, but from the top, like the higher ups at Watsi who are ultimately in charge of the decisions who get made I don't think that they care at all about OP and I, I think it is something that they, they toss a bone to try to keep competitive players hooked, but they legitimately don't care about it until I see anything that gives me the impression that they actually do care. I, I don't have any hope for like any of that stuff. And maybe that's very cynical of me to say, but it's just how it's, I it's, feel it's, like it's really not like I, 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 I feel it. And, but like, so it's not that I'm justifying it, but I'm, I'm trying to a lot of times I don't try to justify actions of people or companies, but I try to understand them to the best of my abilities. And now what I'm going to say is just speculation. So don't assume that this is correct or anything. But like if I if I'm I'm wizards, right, I'm wizards owned by Hasbro and executives and all this, all that, whatever. And, you know, 20, I don't know if I don't think from at least. You know, I don't think 2019 went the way they wanted it to. And I think that they were in a transitional period. Um, you know, they added rivals, but like they were transitioning to regionalized pro tours and, or, you know, players championships or whatever they're called. Um, and all this regionalized stuff. And then they were um, in a very transitional year. And then COVID happened. And no matter what, COVID was very serious for every company. And so like, like, I feel like if, you know, the pro structure stuff is marketing for magic. And if they're like, we need to cut marketing and move it to other places. Like, I don't think they thought they were going to have a successful 2020. I assume they wouldn't. Most companies didn't, but they did. And you know, that's probably like, they're going to allocate less resources to organize play, which is understandable from a business model. Um, and you know, but I do agree with you that like a little bit of transparency and a little bit, whatever resources they do have that we would be, you know, we would feel more in touch with it would be great. And I do feel like that's going to happen a little bit more if there's a new system that they're excited about, but it, it's not going to happen until we get like that, you know, 
the announcement for the announcement that comes in like six months, you know, like it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like the next six months, this is it or whatever. And, um, you know, we don't like we're people are qualifying for worlds. We don't even know when or where or how, because they don't know if they're going to be able to have it in real or they don't, probably don't even know the budget for it and all of this stuff. And, and maybe and they can't know that yet. You know, maybe they should know that yet, but they don't. Well, well, I mean, with COVID, they, if they can hold it in person, they're going to want to do that. And if you can't, then they'll make a plan. But that's just a time issue. That's not on mm. them, I feel. But, yeah. Yeah. But them telling us that would have been great, you know, or. Yeah, I just figure that's kind of obvious. You know, I, I, I have no insider info on that. I'm just assuming that that's what they're waiting for is they want to hold worlds in person. And it's such a small event that maybe it is something that is a lot more viable to hold in person than a giant open or a giant set championship or something. But very similar to like Brian's complaints. I mean, if they were going to if worlds was going to have a large prize pool, it'd probably be announced by now, <laughs> but it probably won't. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you yeah, think, I, Brian? I guess I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? If they thought if they thought it would look good, they would have said it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I have faith for the future. I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just optimism because I just want Magic to go back to to how it was before. Like, I just you know I want to go to live tournaments again. I want that excitement i miss seeing people shit i haven't seen you Corey, in over a year and a half you know like it's, it's just I know, wild. It's crazy that is nuts and and so i don't know how much of what i think is just the toxicity that's built up because i just need to get the fuck out of the house <laughs> yeah and um you know who knows and and maybe it's yeah. a lot of venting but yeah like this this announcement just got me because it's like these are tournaments that i'm already not excited to play in and now like these just these rules that feel like it was just one meeting. I, mean, I don't even care. <laughs> you know? I honestly don't even care about the rule stuff about it. Like to me, it's like rule one way or another. I mean, it's kind of arbitrary almost like whether or not you can play those 11 cards or, or something like there, there's always these little problems with arena. Um, and, and honestly, it's just kind of part of the, the thing. Like to me that I, I don't know, it doesn't really how they decided on that just doesn't really bother me it, it because it it's just the nature of it but it's like it's the bigger stuff that that like i don't even want to say it bothers me but it's like the part that bothers me is the disingenuousness of it or whatever it's yeah it's it's it is really tough like i right now i feel like i can be a cheerleader for um standard and limited but i can't be the pro magic player cheerleader like, I just, I think, is that kind of it? Yeah, kind of. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. would like to be excited about what I do, but I just can't be because I don't feel like, it kind of feels like I'm just, like, part of a sham, you know? Like, it's like I'm just part of this <laughs> structure that, like, nobody cares about, including the people running it. It's like, I want to be excited about that. I want to care and stuff, but I, I, it, yeah. I like, I just <laughs> don't feel like there's substance there. And I just don't think that they, like, there's no love put into it. There's no care. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 it's so hard for, I, I don't know. To me, that's the part that upsets me is all that kind of stuff. And it, and it, like, you know, I would love to be invested into magic again. I've been playing magic for, I don't know what years of 2021. I've been playing magic for 15 years of my life now. And yeah. I've been, it's been a career of mine for like 10 years now, you know, my 20th it, anniversary is next year. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I would love to be connected to it and I would love to feel that connection, but like, and, and I don't, like, I think COVID is a, is a convenient excuse. Um, I mean, it, it, like at the time, like I said, it made sense. A lot of the decisions they made in regards to COVID, but now seeing how successful magic still is, despite it, it, it is just, it's just an excuse for why they aren't, they don't care about OP it's not the like i think they i think covid illuminated to them how little op matters to their bottom line and so now yeah. they say oh you know like this covid is the reason for like but re- realistically i i don't think that they care about op and considering that my career is based around op that sucks and it makes me not like it 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 def- it's deflating is what it is like i don't know and I have low hopes that things will change in that regard. Like, I just, I, I think that I don't know whether they're supposed to care about OP or not. That's something for them to know. But I don't. Yeah, I have, only time will tell. Yeah, time will tell, I guess. But I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I mean, I've said it before. Like, if if uh, if those things happen, then I'll be super happy. And and I'm, I'm willing to wait some, but that's mostly just because, like, Luckily, luckily for what else are you going to be doing? Yeah. Well, well, no, I mean, I wasn't really playing. I really wasn't playing magic like two or three months ago, but I, I have played more magic since Strixhaven came out than I have. Like in the last three weeks, I played more magic during Strixhaven than I played all of magic in each set release. Like, yeah, I I don't know. Outside of Keldheim limited, same. Like I've been loving constructed again. So I feel rejuvenated to the game, but I think magic's good now yeah like i agree like yeah, yeah. i think it's standard's sweet. a decent format historic i don't know if it's a good format or not but it's exciting right now with all the changes um and modern's I, about to flip on its ass here and in, in you know a couple weeks so that's gonna be fun that's gonna be super oh, is sweet that coming I'm out so in a couple lo- weeks modern horizon preview starting a week and a half already so versus live no one versus got to live me. is gonna be i want sick. a preview card i'm supposed to get a preview card where's my preview card Oh, I got a preview card. I got a message that I'm going to be giving it away on a date, but I don't, I don't know what it is. You, know? you already, but, oh, you already have that announcement. An email, yeah. I have reached out to them because I worked on this mm-hmm. set, and they said yes, and I have not gotten anything. Oh, get wrecked! Yeah, it's that commentator life, you know. And and, and you know, one last thing about uh, what we were talking about is like, you know, going into commentating this year, this is the highest I've ever felt on Magic because I'm doing personally what I absolutely love to do. But I want all of you, I, I want everyone to love being pros. You know, because that brings out the true excitement in commentary. So it, it's a really weird dynamic for me personally. But of course, that is, uh, you know, not a very relatable statement. But, you know, I want everyone to love to go to these tournaments. That just makes covering them so much better, you know? Oh, trust me. Once people can go to magic tournaments, they will go back to playing magic tournaments. Like, yeah, they will. Yeah. They will. Like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Magic, magic will go through a very exciting period, in my opinion, one mm-hmm. tournaments. Like, I, I mean, just like, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming everyone's in the same boat, um, even if the situations are different. But like, I think that my happiest moment in the next nine months is going to be the first time that, that you, me, Amber, and, uh, 
Tori can drive to a tournament together. Like, I literally can't wait for it. (laughs) Yeah, and same for that. And I can't wait to be like in a suit at a a big event and walk up to someone that's on a testing team and just be like, oh, and just see the excitement in their face. Be like, you broke it, didn't you? And like, you know, check out their hot tech or something, you know? Corey, after this podcast releases, um, Wizards Mm. is probably going to, you know, shit can all of us, so. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Okay, fair enough. I need, I need you to buckle in and uh, be prepared for that bumpy ride. Um, my uh, my thoughts do not reflect anything that the BBP has to say about uh, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if I ranted too much and was too negative there. Like that, you know. Like I, I still, I think Magic's still a great game, and I think that it. I think that the like Magic as a game is still doing awesome. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, of I, hope, I hope to see it. I hope yeah. that it succeeds. You know, like I. I yeah, I don't want to be all like doom and gloom there. And I'm also happy that you're succeeding in magic too, Corey. Like, I think that's awesome. And well, I'm, I'm glad that like, I'm glad that you found a, a niche that you enjoy doing and that you are getting rewarded <laughs> for it. it. So I think that's great. Definitely my dream job, you know, and I, it pains me, you know, it's always such a weird feeling, you know, like I'm loving this time frame right now, but I totally get everything from, you know, hearing it from your guys' perspective, seeing it from what I, when, you know, I was playing professionally and stuff, and it's a lot different. It's a lot different. And I, I would be feeling the same way as y'all. Um, so it's, it's that double-edged sword. That's a little weird. Um, for me, for my perspective right now, but I mean, that's, but the, we've, we felt that too. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just how, like, I felt that the day that they told me that I'm going to be in the MPL and you're not, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there's yeah. swings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, like, uh, I mean, whatever. Like, yeah. I, I think mean, we've been dwelling on this enough. We should probably, uh, move on. It, we've kind of went back in circles. I feel. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our next, uh, thing is, um, how many cards do you think are going to get banned from Modern Horizons 2? Uh, yeah, or how many cards do we think is going to be better than Uro? <laughs> yeah, I saw that on social media. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I personally can't wait for Modern Horizon, though, y'all. First of all, for Versus Live, it is going to be so fun to try out decks. But, I mean, Modern is just going to get a complete facelift and it's already at a pretty fun spot i know y'all don't play too much uh modern but i i'm still really in love with the format but it does need a bit of a shake up it's a little stale you know i've been playing against a lot of heliod and shit so i'm ready to uh you know play against some new stuff oh so like better heliod shouldn't have been printed in modern horizons too shit oh is this your is this your reveal card right now (laughs) no (laughs) one mana heliod i I have no clue what is gonna be in the set like well, I, I mean, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I actually, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to tell you one of the cards that I printed that I made. Um, <laughs> okay. It's white enchantment. Okay. Whenever sounds you, like a bad idea for you, but go ahead. Whenever you gain life this turn, mm. gain one life. So you just gain infinite life, huh? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to make it through the final cut, but <laughs> it was okay. suggested. Um Cool, cool. <laughs> I hope it is. And then you get in trouble because it actually made it and you, you released it early. Well, <laughs> this is the final draw for Brad Nelson. You're just well, I'm a big fan of one of the cards in testing that was a 8-8 dredge. Or, uh, sorry, an 8-8 uh, convoke. And uh, what, is the, what is the thing? 
Well, You're well, nailing no, up. No, yeah. so the car. The car <laughs> the no, 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 no. Are you are you talking about how deck? Yeah. Where it was six colorless, green, black, green, black, and you could you could delve, but with cards in your delve, library. That's the mechanic. Yeah. But, but cards from your library instead. Yeah. Just delve them just into the graveyard, up, just and then yeah, Hogak is yes, reprinted, yes, so, so then you can. So how it would work is you would pay green or black, green or black, mill six cards, put an eight eight into play. Yeah, and but then Holgak gets reprinted, so then you can dredge the the old Holgak from the graveyard no. as well. Yeah. No, this card said when it comes into play, you may search your library for a card named Holgak and put it into play. Ah, yeah. uh, Gak is back, baby. The Gak is back. All right, that, that, that will do it for our episode, everyone. Um, yeah. Sounds hope, good. Hope you, Corey's like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to maintain my job. I got to get out of this podcast. No, immediately. So that, is, that is one thing. That is one thing that I will say that I truly appreciate from wizards. Yeah. They do not care. Like they're okay with people talking like this. Yeah. They, they do not punish it, people. Open. Yeah. Yes. They do not punish people for having open discourse about their structures and their games. They oh, wait, do sorry, not. sorry, guys. I got an email from Paul Chion. Right <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, no, you're wrong, Brad. It's over. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, true. did they take my DC number away from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, they took away your DCI. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Will they at least tweet about me going out? <laughs> <laughs> we made this joke last week. Let's not do it again. Yeah, no, all right, all right. So let's, <laughs> let's get into the cast of everyone. All right, so thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Bachelors Podcast. Um, up next, we're going to be transitioning into our casting crew. Now, our casting crew is our wonderful supporters on Patreon.com at a certain tier, and to a certain specific eight of you. Just so you know, um, I am going to be sending out shirts here for you soon. For you that are in the certain tier that should get them, um, I think that uh, the top eight. Yeah, I think that they are owed here um, this month or last month. I, was, uh, I apologize if I'm a month behind, but I've been busy. I'm in the middle of a move and a bunch of bullshit. But you all understand because y'all are fucking awesome. I will say that the, yeah. the, the, the Discord has been lighting up lately. A lot more discourse, a lot more interactions. Mm -hmm. um, apologize about all the Among, Among Us games that got canceled, but y'all have been awesome. And oh, you never I, got to play? Um. No, I signed up for that. Uh, I, I I double booked because of uh, the Hunter uh, sweatsuit invitational. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, we'll have to schedule one. I know we both got some pretty br busy uh, month here, so maybe not in May, but in June. I mean, like we're gonna be we're gonna be neglecting y'all for the next month and a half until I move back. But then in July, Corey and I are gonna be together doing stuff, and you're gonna have a house. I'm gonna be there settled in yeah. and we'll be able to to branch out again we're gonna have to do something big uh when we actually get everything all settled again you know do a really fun tournament where we offer off all of brad's trophies or something you know something cool well do you know what i want and now not everyone can can be a part of it but i i want to do like a, an actual like like meet some of these people that want to come to an open <laughs> yes or yeah, yeah yeah just 
an open like on the Friday before just yes. play a tournament with all the people from, that you know, the come, BBP yeah. family that have stuck around us, you know, through some of the bullshit. I don't want to play a tournament. Yeah. I just want to drink with these people. They're all awesome. Well, like, well, we can use the tournament as an excuse. We can sure. say we're going to do a booster draft where winner gets, Pump you know, BBD's, BBD's trophy, let's say. You know, so I'm just throwing something out there. BBD's world's trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that sounds perfect. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Is that world's trophy coming with me or what's the deal? <laughs> oh, it's, it's... <laughs> and BBD, the casting crew. Yeah, that's right. Oh, for you. No, I mean, it, that kind of ties to what Brad was saying. I, I really would love to get to like an event again, but I don't really even care about the event itself. I just want to hang out with people and have fun. So, so oh, yeah. I might not even play. <laughs> the first event is just all of us being like, why don't we just meet at a resort? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I was I'm way ahead of you, y'all. That was last week, so yeah. you guys got to be vaccinated faster, and then we can meet again. <laughs> All right, but let's actually do the cast and crew. So first up, let's we got that. Bino Gatista, and that is Brad's stream promoter. Oh, got got a, oh, got got a, a demotion this week. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I got <laughs> knocked back down a notch. Uh, I think Bino's doing great. Brad's getting thousand viewers. One small complaint. Don't see a plant in the background, but beyond that, everything's looking good. All right. Next up, we got S. Rudy, who is our business analyst. Yeah. Um, uh, they, you know, S. Rudy did tell us that this topic is bad for business. Um, we didn't listen. Yeah, we did not. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Rudy. We really, really shit the bed on that one. Uh, next up, we got Inside Esports, our good friend, who is our esports event organizer on MTG Melee. Going to be playing an event this weekend. I have such high hopes of playing in that Las Vegas Open. I mean, I, well, I'm in there like swimwear. Also, uh, they don't. Oh, man, they don't have it in there. I'm going to have to get on them. Oh, no, they do. They do have it on their website. They just launched their website, actually, InsightEsports.net. Oh, so you nice. can go over there. Um, it's still being filled in, but they launched. They just launched it. They're they're hustling, man. I I love I love everything they're doing. So I love them too. Yeah, yeah go yeah, to InsightEsports.net and check them out. Yeah, absolutely. BBD. All right, we got Ian Pasella. That is BBP's leading resident pastafarian, proving to us time and time again that the penne is mightier than the sword. Jesus! Oh, I had so much. No, I, had no. a, I had a pasta shh, bar shh, down Corey, in Cancun. Corey, 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 what? Huh. You don't follow up excellence. You just let it simmer. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Much like Ian's wonderful pasta <laughs> yeah, on the pot, right? <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, no, that was a uh, A plus, Brian. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Next up, we've got uh, Wapa, who is my personal barista. And dog walker, but will not interact with Brian Brown doing in any capacity. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It started as just not walking BBD, and now he won't even talk to BBD. It's, uh, I don't know what you well, did. Well, if you BBD. don't walk the walk, <laughs> right. you can't talk the talk. Uh, oh, man. You guys are nailing it this time. I got, a, <laughs> I got some big shoes to fill here. But the reason why I don't have any, uh, you know, great one liners, that's because I had him. Right. He is our ghost writer and just really gave me some boring lines all show and gave you guys the zingers. He, it's kind he of bullshit. Rushed, yeah the episode he didn't write Corey out of the episode um you know he, he did all the actions like the the eyes wide that's right um, you know like, yeah. oh yeah you yes, the, 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 the chewing the fingernails yeah like <laughs> Corey, Corey nervously chews his fingernails while brian goes off all those uh all those yeah. coverage things Chatter, tick, 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 where tick, tick, Corey tick. wants the face cam like 
for people who watch this episode, Corey will be the star. For those merely <laughs> listening, yeah. <laughs> Just the deer in the headlights and a webcam. Yep, that's uh, it. I got David Watt. That is a special <laughs> guest screener who I thought did a great job uh, exploring the taint of Magic Community to find a guest this time. So, Yeah, did a large percentage better than previous weeks. You know? Quite a bit. Yeah, very, very, found a very active <laughs> special guest this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Paul Kath. Damn it, Sarowski, uh, who is BBD's wall staring <laughs> photographer. Uh, I got but, too much. I got too much stuff today to do today, and all I have is beer in the fridge. I thought about it, but I'm like, no, I'm going to be tired. So sorry, BBP community. Yeah, I'll the let older you, down. you get, like you have a beer or two, you just want to fall asleep. I know. I'm like, I I can't have one beer now. I'll be I'll be tired by the end of my stream later today. Yeah. Can't do that. Next up, we got Phil, and let me tell you, Phil has just been doing it once again. Just every single bit of work is A plus work. You know, all of the paperwork is in on time. Just everything's great about Phil. No complaints. Well, there you have it. Well, Phil doing a wonderful job. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so would would you say Phil does exactly what the organized play department does right now? <laughs> oh, zinch. I'm just kidding. I love every single one of you. <laughs> I love organized play. Don't can me. All right. JP <laughs> is Mengu's timestamp finder. Which uh, can't be found this episode. Right. Yeah. So the, <laughs> they find the timestamp for which Menguchi can actually tune into the podcast uh, for when we discuss magic, which either is at the very beginning of the episode or non-existent. Your mileage may vary. So. Yeah, that's a timestamp still that's going to be collecting time until next week's episode when we actually talk magic. True. So, yep. And yeah, and uh, next up, we got Sultan Abbasi, who didn't have a job this week, was actually on vacation, much like Corey was last week. Mm. Um, yeah. Our yeah. designated Matador, but we did not uh, talk about a magic deck this week. No, we yeah. did not. That's all right. That's all right. Next up, we got Eric Nall, and that is the BBP trash man. You know, stuff is getting really hectic now that we're starting to get out there, and trash is just thrown, being thrown everywhere. And it's mostly from the Dizzle. <laughs> One of the places where trash ends up is our merch store, managed by Garamelody, <laughs> where you can buy a lot of wonderful items. Nobody does, but you could. You could. Yeah. <laughs> next up we've got we've got garamaldi who is our merch store manager yes we wow. still have we still wait what bbd just said those words and that's not your name oh sorry i was reading uh <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well we know I'm brad sorry. is really tuned into the cast and group <laughs> yeah you know when brad was talking about his stream no, where he has to be fair, fully too, focused yes, i yes. don't think he's doing that right now all right, uh, all right full full transparency i was reading uh an interaction i had with eric Nall, thinking if i wanted to bring it up because i interacted so eric Nall, i don't really get this interaction but i'll just bring it up eric was saying that he was sick of being a janitor he got a job or they got a job at McDonald's, but was fired after multiple customers complained of shit on the burgers and returned to his post uh, at the as the BBP trash man. And I kind of scolded Eric because I didn't know that he was moonlighting at McDonald's. Uh, our, we we can't have, you know, employees that are moonlighting um, at other mm. jobs and, and you know, neglecting employees their responsibilities we don't pay, here. Of course, neglecting yes. their responsibilities here. And so he responded with, you know, look, a trash man salary of paying you money doesn't cover rent. 
A sentient, <laughs> a sentient trash column's got to do what a sentient trash column's got to do. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. You know, Eric Nall is uh, really a, a smart young man. He's went through a whole evolution of life. Yeah. All right. So, but pa <laughs> Patrick is our office party coordinator. And let me tell you, we got to get in touch with Patrick because we are going to be having the most bomb.com office party here soon because all three of us are soon to be vaccinated. True. Yeah. And I got to live it up and have my first closest thing to a party, aka sit in the pool where people brought me drinks all day, which was awesome. <laughs> that sounds nice. Up, it was so cool. Next up, we got Filippos Galanis, and that is Brad Soundboard Operator. So glad Filippos has been taking a lot of time off, and we haven't had to hear any of those horrible soundboard noises. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I, I mean, I've lost the, I can't do this shit anymore. Yeah, it's um, good. But, I mean, I guess I did record this entire episode, which translates to, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. True. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess I could have summed up my role in this episode with, I don't, know, I, I don't have to fucking do this shit anymore. All right. <laughs> we got Laura Roar, who is our CEO. Uh, if you have any complaints about the Bash Bros podcast organized play, you can go directly <laughs> to the top because it is a systemic issue beginning with Laura Roar. Uh, and the top yeah. is CEO, or the top of the full food chain, of course, is Shaheen Sarani, though. So above the CEO, I think I yeah. might have gotten this though. I don't have to fucking do this shit anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. What a weak one. It was so quiet. It is quiet, but it is yeah. full of import. I wonder. I wonder if I'll be like, able to amplify. I might be able to amplify it. I don't know. Mm. Um, next up, though, we got Victor, who is Brad's first place trophy holder. Um, it's been. Years since I've won a first place trophy. Um, and, you know, even at the beginning of the season, I top eighted one of these set championships, so it felt really good. But um, since then, I've dipped below that 17% where you can't ha have happiness anymore. Um, <laughs> nice. So, Brad, yeah. can you please stop making that joke? It's getting a little toxic. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too toxic for me. At this point. Speaking of toxic, <laughs> next up, we got Dr. Unks, and that is our, you know, resident toxics specialist by doing some proctology work on mostly BBD. Um, of course, it is the resident proctologist in our community, but uh, I don't know if really I don't, specializes I don't, I don't in Brian. If, I don't know if a cast and crew has ever been butchered that much. Really? No, there's no way. <laughs> that was not even bottom 10. Like, we've, we've really butchered stuff. Yeah, we butchered it bad. <laughs> yeah. Would you say we've bottomed out? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. All right. That, that <laughs> is it for our cast and crew, though. Truly, thank you and appreciate all of you for listening to this episode of the Bash Bros Podcast. Trust us. Next week, we will talk about magic again. Uh, yeah. the, the actual cards. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to play except last night, so I was a little out of it, but I'm playing a ton this week. Uh, I want to play a lot of standard and uh, historic and do oh, some I chatting. Bet, I bet you definitely want to get educated on the constructive formats and talk about those next week. No, I I, I legitimately do. No, I know. I'm, I'm joking. Corey's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, this week I've got 50 decks to talk about, and that's all we're talking about. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds like a great episode. I don't I think next weekend we got a league weekend coming up. Maybe organized play would be a, a decent time. Yeah, we should touch on organized play a little bit for sure. <laughs> Just, you know, circle back and see what's up with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if there's honestly, though, how outlandish could it be that there's another message that we have to talk about next week? Let's not jump the gun here. Let's leave it open for next week. Yeah, who knows? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. 
<laughs> all right. Well, thank you for watching. For fuck. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>